0: Welcome to Blake Street Banter, where one of us knows what the word banter means. The other two are just along for the ride. Taylor, say hi. Tyler, wow. Yeah, I was like, come on, Aaron. (laughs) How's it going? I'm on fumes right now, man. I'm on fumes. (laughs) Tyler, uh, Frank, say what's up. How's it going, guys? We are joined by Frank Duncan of the Rockies organization, played with the Hartford Yard Goats, the Albuquerque Isotopes last year and just really kind of solidified his name on the radar i i'm I'm saying that you never told me that i'm putting that out there um i was not really familiar with your story i saw your name come up a few times last year frank duncan's doing this frank duncan's doing that like your first start in albuquerque you went like six scoreless um something ridiculous so it's cool that you're sitting here talking to us. Uh, what are you doing this off season right now to prepare?
1: Yeah. Um, first of all, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, it's uh, that's a, a good question. Right now, I'm actually down in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, so I spend most of my off season uh, in Kansas City, and uh, I am training and throwing at a facility called Premier Baseball. Um, and from there, I you know like. With the lockout, I'm, I'm sure that you could talk for hours and hours on the lockout. But right now, for me, I thought the best thing uh, that I could do is be down here and throwing with the, the coaches that are available that are here at the spring training facility. And so after a few months off of um, after playing winter ball, I came down here and I've just been throwing and working out here down in Scottsdale.
0: OK, you are. So I want to dive into that piece. So you are from San Francisco, the Bay Area went to Kansas for school. Is that what took you back to Kansas City?
1: Yeah. So I was born and raised in San Francisco. Um I didn't have too many uh college offers out of college, but they KU offered me a recruited walk-on spot. And for me, getting out of San Francisco on the West Coast would, was was interesting to me. And getting to play in the Big 12 where you're where you're playing against Texas, you're playing against Texas AM, TCU all these big schools. Like that was something that was really interesting to me. And I came from a very small school in San Francisco. So that's why I did that. Um, and then since then, I, uh, my senior year going into my senior year, I met my fiance. Um, and we've been, we've been together for nine years. So, um, yeah, so we, uh, that's that, and she's from Kansas City, so okay. I. it's also much cheaper to live in Kansas City. Trust me, <laughs> than <laughs> just in San Francisco. Yeah. So that's uh, that's kind of what that's kind of what uh, has me stuck out there, and um, you know, and then and then when the season comes, we kind of bounce around wherever we need to be.
0: Okay, that all makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, two quick questions on that. Um, you're in Scottsdale. I want to go back to that. Did you go to the waste management? Yeah.
1: Yeah, we uh, uh we went to the waste management um, a couple days. Um, it was actually really cool on Sunday. Um, so I'm a I'm a force fan, um, and my fiance is a Chiefs fan. <laughs> okay. And so we had a, we had a tough uh, uh, a tough championship uh, games, and so when both of our teams got eliminated, we're like, well, that's the Super Bowl doesn't really interest me anymore especially the rams i don't want to watch the rams win (laughs) and so we so we went on sunday and we actually like we were standing right on like right off 18 when they had the three playoff holes it was pretty cool that's awesome yeah it's a a crazy sporting event that's a crazy crazy sporting event did you see aaron Rodgers in passing i so i didn't go to the pro-am day Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and and I'm glad I didn't. I'd probably tell him to cut his hair because it's that's <laughs> a tough look. That's not his <laughs> yeah. best look.
2: It's getting there, a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah, he's cool. he's a popular name right now for Rockies fans. With everyone, you know,
1: like every prayer in their body for him to come <laughs> to Denver. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, like like I said, I'm a 49er fan. So there's been talk about Aaron Rodgers trying to go to San Francisco too. Yeah. And now now we got Tom Brady. My, you know, it's like. <laughs>
0: At the end of the day, like, who really knows, you know? (laughs) Right. I say that as a, this as a Packers fan, like, I want him to stay in Green Bay. And (laughs) I absolutely hate the 49ers because you guys have just demolished us in the playoffs every single year. And it sucks. (laughs) It absolutely sucks. I hate seeing the 49ers name come up on that.
1: I think the ones that sting the most at least I would imagine are the ones where when we go to Lambo and beat you guys this year man I, just, I don't know how I don't know how they do it
0: in that cold weather but they keep doing it so it's like we will right, we'll take it so, it's so stupid I, it's, it it aggravates me like I was I even called it as like San Francisco is going to beat the the Packers it's just a foregone conclusion because it's the playoffs <laughs> and it's these two teams uh but anyway um the second question I wanted you, what was your lifestyle adjustment from the Bay Area to Lawrence, Kansas? Uh, I imagine I'm from I grew up in Nebraska, so I'm familiar okay. with the flat Midwest cold and small town life and all that. So I'm sure there had to have been an adjustment period. Uh, I mean,
1: just a, a little bit, you know, like there's I think the, the realistically the biggest thing for me was that there was a winter, you know, in san francisco it's not very warm in san francisco where where i was like i was born and raised so it's like it was a warm day in san francisco is like 70 75 you know a cold day is also like maybe like 45 50 Mm -hmm. so it's it's pretty mild but then when you get to lawrence i think my first winter there, like walking from the dorms to the go work out at seven in the morning and it'd be like negative (laughs) 10 wind chill wasn't my favorite thing to do but um And that's, that's, that's another big reason why I came down early this spring training. You know, it's, it's, it's one thing when you're, when you're working out and throwing somewhere where it's freezing, (laughs) you know, but when you get down here, you know, it's 75 and sunny every day, it's your body feels pretty good.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's a little bit, definitely a game changer. It just feels better. I'm sure I do not, I do not miss (laughs) those, uh, flat midwest winters those wind chills were ridiculous absolutely hated it yeah uh so let's let's talk about your career you are your story as we were diving into this like i said beginning wasn't really too familiar with you before this year started got to know a little bit more about you as the 21 season went on then i really dove into it for this interview and you've been everywhere man you are like that commercial that uh that hotel commercial Uh, just what is, let's just start at the beginning and work our way through it, I guess. University of Kansas, you 2013, 2014 drafted, drafted, but you had a huge jump in numbers from 2013 (coughs) to 14. Uh,
1: what adjustments
0: did you make the injury? I'm assuming there was an injury.
1: Yeah, I think so. My, uh, like, like I said, I wasn't like a higher, like a really top recruit coming out of college or out of high school. And so, um, I, I had very minimal, um, like, uh, college offers. And so KU offered me, I was like, this is going to be an opportunity to either get better at baseball or enjoy playing at a, at a big school. And so I went there my freshman year, I was a, uh, the setup guy and then closer. Um, and that was kind of out of nowhere. Like I got, I, when I got to KU, I was maybe throwing 80, 83 85 my freshman um fall i was my i was 6 3 but i was like 170 you know it's like i was i was just tall and skinny <laughs> never lifted a weight um finally started lifting when i was at ku uh then my freshman spring i came out and i was 88 90 you know i i could always kind of move the ball around and mix my pitches in the zone which which has benefited me <clears throat> but I, I pitched well my freshman year, came back my sophomore year as the Friday night guy, um, pitched really well. Uh, we were on a, our team didn't do super great, you know, so it was tough. Uh, it's never fun to pitch well and, and then, uh, not have the results that you want, but, um, and then I came back my junior year and going into my junior year, I, I hurt my shoulder, uh, tore my labrum and, I missed the entire fall and came back right around like Christmas. And, um, you know, like the, that, the, I think having the fall and building your delivery and, and building your consistency is big. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the junior year was just kind of thrown off for me. And it was a bummer. It was, it was really tough, you know. But I, I came back my senior year, I bounced back, I pitched well. And then the um, just continuing to go forward, the Pirates drafts me in the 13th round. Uh, as a senior, and I was ecstatic. You know, I was happy to go there. The Pirates, um, same thing. Like, you, you know, when you're drafted as in the 13th round as a senior, like you're not really sure what to expect when you get there. But I've always kind of hung my hat on on pitchability and being able to eat innings. And in and, and pro ball, that's been kind of the thing that's stuck me around the most, you know. Um, I played in short season in the New York Penn League in 2014 right after i got drafted um the next year i skipped low A and went to high a in brainton um i pitched uh you know i pitched i thought i pitched pretty well in brainton i like if you look at the the numbers i don't know if it would be it would dictate that well i didn't walk a lot of guys a lot of balls in play a lot of hits but you know i like i said i ate innings <clears throat> and then the biggest jump I made was from that uh, high to double-A year and then triple-A in 16 where I was a triple-A all-star. And that was big because, um, you know, things just kind of clicked. I started throwing a little harder. I was using my sinker more. And I was pitching, you know, with some of the, some of the best guys in the game. That, that, our, uh, our rotation in Indy that year was uh, like Steven Brawl, Tyler Glass now, Chad Cool, Jameson Tyon, like all those guys were making their, their, their debuts. And those guys are obviously, you know, like dudes, like those guys are number one guys anywhere they're going to go. And so it's fun, like getting to learn and and work with them and, and, and getting better at what I needed to do. And then, um, the next year I got, uh, going into spring training, I was going to big league camp with the pirates and they traded me literally the day before spring training started.
0: Is that what happened? I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. So
1: I, yeah, they they invited me to big league camp and I like a same thing, you know, like I wanted to get down there early, work with the coaches down there. So I got down there like a month early. Um and uh, I think camp started on Monday and I threw a bullpen Friday and I got a call from the GM. They're like, Hey, we traded you to
0: the <laughs> we traded you the dime back.
1: So I was like, Oh, okay, good. That's that's great.
0: That had have been how did you take that? So your mental on that, like. Were you like, oh shit, really? Like I'm, I got that call. I've been working for this moment here. I am. And then, then it felt like two steps back. Like how no, did you get was, through that?
1: If anything, it was um, like in the moment it was, it was, it was tough, you know, cause like I, I came up with the pirates. I had a lot of good friends with the pirates. Um, the pirates, I, I contribute uh, a lot of my success to the, uh, to the, me having gotten better you know and getting to pitch at a high level and pitch well at a high level and so when they traded me it was the first thing I was like oh man like I, I really liked Pittsburgh everything I did it um with the Pirates was really cool um but then like and then and then and then it settles on you and you're like whoa okay well like there was actually a team out there that there was a trade that come up whether it was the pirates were like, Hey, we really want this guy. Who do you want? Or whether they were like, Hey, we really want Frank. Like, you know, something like that, where it was like my, my name was in talks for guys that they thought would help at a big league level, you know? And I was traded for Phil Gosselin, who's a big league bench guy. I think he was with the Phillies last year, or the Br- maybe the Braves. Um, but, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, it was, It was one of those things was tough at first, but then you realize, like, this opportunity is really big for you. And the Diamondbacks in 16 have the worst um, starting pitching staff in the game of baseball. So everybody's like, hey, dude, you're going to do it. Like, this is the year. (laughs) And then I get there, and they've got the best pitching staff of baseball. (laughs) So it was like – it was a tough – it was a tough – that was a really hard year, a really hard year. And I think you can can tell by my numbers where I was just kind of um, not the same. I think I think one of the like the big things that I try to try to help teach like younger kids and like and like guys who are coming up now is like like you are not uh, you can't rely on on coaches always to under, have the, like the the key to your success because when I was with the pirates like if something was going wrong I knew that there was a coach that could tell me exactly what it was when I got traded it was like all of that information like they don't share it with the team that you get traded to like it's just okay, okay, we traded for you, go do what you do. And you're like, okay, well then things don't start going your way. And you're like, okay, well, I think this is what I was doing last year that made me so good, you know. And then slowly things start getting falling apart instead of like, hey, like you so you have to become your own your own coach, your own, your own best coach, you know. And that that was a big learning lesson for me that year. Right. So so you're
0: adjusting just everything about what you're doing and you're adjusting you're adjusting to new teams new teammates to new coaches and you're trying to figure all that out while still with literally zero time to kind of ease into that that situation like there's yeah. no way that's easy and you're playing for the diamondbacks which just sucks in general too as a <laughs> <Rocky> podcast <laughs> um so i what I mean how cool was it to get that spring training that big league spring training call though like how was that different than your like normal minor league spring training call
1: I mean it was it was really cool you know like your your those first uh I think the first month is really cool cuz before you even start games you're working out and working and playing catch every day with uh with 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 big league guys and guys that have done it at a really high level I know that spring training like Zach Greinke was in camp with us um Fernando Rodney was in camp with us uh Paul Goldschmidt like guys like like just some like really cool like names and like guys that are really have been doing great for all of baseball and so when you're getting to like kind of rub shoulders and like kind of learn from them you know you kind of be a sponge and soak it all up and you know if if they say one thing out of like the 50 things that they say but that one thing might help you you know it might help you put you over
0: the top so that's huge you know. Yeah, it only takes one. Did, exactly. Does Zach Grinke ever say anything to you?
1: Uh, I mean, I, he, he's an interesting guy. You know, it's like right. you, can, you, can, you, you see his interviews, like he's very much like that. He's very sticks to himself. Um, okay. And like the same that for me, a guy who literally just joined the organization like last week, <laughs> you know, it was like <laughs> I wasn't going to be like,
0: hey, what's Zach? up? Zach?
1: <laughs> like that, that wasn't probably like that wasn't the cards for me. But it was, it was, it was, it was, it was cool watching him go about like the things that um, watching him go about the way he approaches the game and the way he approaches the starts and stuff. And it's very, very cerebral. You know, he's very, obviously very smart and he, and the results that he, he has obviously um, that's, uh, that's what, that's why he's as good as he is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, that, that's, that's kind of, that's cool. I just had to ask. Cause it's that great. No, I, I, agree. Quirks, I, I, I think,
2: <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah. the quirks. Yeah, Take us through that, that next phase though. Like you spent some time in Ari- with Arizona and then after the 2017 season, you're on the move again, like having to figure things out starting from scratch once more.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the 2016 was obviously probably my worst year in professional baseball. Or I'm sorry, 2017 was my worst year in professional baseball. Yeah. And, um, it was, it was just one of those things where it was just really hard. And like, I could like, like when things are not going your way, you're, you're continuously trying to find it, you know, and sometimes finding it, things are th- like that you're, you're what you think is finding it is obviously you're just going downhill. So mm-hmm. that whole year was just kind of things were slowly progressing in a downhill, downhill trajectory. And then I came back in spring training next year with the Diamondbacks and like, things have got, had gotten to a really bad point with my mechanics, my delivery, everything was just kind of like not very sharp. And it was where I thought I needed to be, but it was like, if I just would have looked at it better. And I would have the coaches around me to help me understand like, this is not, this is not where you were. Like we need to get back to where you were. Maybe I would have made the, the, like that, the rebound a little quicker, but um, then that whole year in 2017 or 2018 was Tough because I got released again by the Diamondbacks, um, and I was st- I so that was tough because we're here in spring training, um, and you get released. And you're like, all right, well, do I go home? Maybe wait if I get can get another job or like, what do I do? What's the next step? And that was my first time being released, and that was that yeah. was tough because that first time you get released, you're like, shoot, man, like what, like what do I do?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And thankfully the Dodgers called me and they're like, hey, like uh, we've got a like we, we need some depth in our, in our rotation, double A, like, can, are you here? Or can you come pitch? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I signed with them. I went to, um, extended spring training with them for a couple of weeks. And then, um, they sent me to double A and I was pitching there and it's the same thing, you know, I was like, I was competing, you know, but I wasn't competing at the, the level that I had been at high or that I had been to. And it was purely all based on where my mechanics were is where I thought they needed to be but it just ultimately it was not helping me succeed and then they released me <laughs> then you're the second time still not
0: fun <laughs> and, and then imagine. and then you're stuck in and, Tulsa too
1: <laughs> yeah I mean Tulsa so actually like uh, Tulsa was a cool spot to play the drillers I mean it's the old Rockies double a too. Oh, yeah. and the stadium's awesome um town can be a little sketchy sometimes but overall my experience in Tulsa was great that that Texas league was is a, is a cool league um but I got released and thankfully I was closer to Kansas City so we just me and my fiance were she was living with me the whole time too so this is that was hard it's harder for her than it was for me because they're paying for me to fly everywhere she's got to drive the car um
0: she went through it too man yeah <laughs> that is a ride or die yeah
1: there's no doubt about it uh, and so then we went to uh we just went back to Kansas city. And that's when, uh, Chris Forbes, our farm director now with the Rockies called me in 18. And he's like, Hey, like we need, we need an arm in double a, like I said, I was like, I'm there. And the next day I was on a flight, double a, um, in Hartford. And those are my first time in Hartford and same. I haven't had the time to make the adjustments that I needed to. And, and I honestly, at that point, I don't know if I could have told you what adjustments I needed to make. Um, so I still like, I was still I was grinding, you know, I was like I'd have starts where I would pitch well, and then I'd have starts where I would just get it handed to me, you know, and and it was purely based on where my stuff was at. I my think my fastball was like 83, 86, maybe 87. Like my slider wasn't very good. it wasn't a put away pitch. I could use my change up more, but I mean, other than that, it was it was tough. And so then um then that off season. Um, I felt like I, I, I that offseason I started to kind of, uh, make the adjustments that I needed to make. And I came back in spring training with the Rockies in 19 and, um, you know, I, I didn't get a, a chance to pitch very much in spring training. Every time I did pitch, I pitched well. So I was like, all right, well, like things are better. My Velo is better. I was like, okay, like, the, the, like things are trending in the right direction, you know? And then the last day of camp, uh, they call me in and release me. And so at that point it was like, all right, you've been released three times now, like maybe like, what are we, what are we going uh, to start thinking about next? And, um, I felt like I was getting close, um, again, and I, I thought I still needed to pitch. So that year I went and played with the, uh, Sussex County Miners and in independent ball in mm-hmm. the can American league. And Same thing. Uh, My fiance was with me the whole year, you know, um, living with a host family. Um, We got to we got like, honestly, it was not where you want to be playing baseball, but it was like I'm very thankful that that was where I ended up to play baseball because I created some unbelievable relationships on that team. I had more fun than I had ever had playing professional baseball. Um, We were really good. We won games. I was pitching really well got to see Canada, which I had never been to Canada, which by the way, if you ever get a chance to go to a baseball game in Quebec, you got to do it because it's, okay. they just, it's just unbelievable. And, and the baseball in other countries, like that's a whole nother conversation. Cause like, I think just a little sidebar, like the, everybody's complaining about baseball getting boring. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the United States is going about it the right way, but you go to another country, you're going to have a blast yeah. going to a baseball game.
0: Been watching those winter league games on On MLB TV, the Lidome stuff, and just it's absolutely insane. A few of the other guys we talked to, um, Venezuelan league, Puerto Rican league, and they just said it's it's a whole different atmosphere. Like you could only have maybe have five hundred people in there, but it feels like (laughs) ten thousand with what goes on. It really is. Is it like that in Canada? Even quiet Canada, like yeah,
1: I'm telling. They're they're they get rowdy. It's it's more like uh, like like canada especially it's a baseball game's going on and they're excited for when something's going on the baseball game but really they're like there's a concert before the game there's a concert after the game there's a beer garden at every stadium (laughs) people get there like people get there two hours before the game starts like they're listening to like a dj or like a live band play everybody's having fun you know then the game starts and, like, everybody's having fun. Like, it's just – it's a cool – it's a cool environment.
0: That's fun. It really is. Yeah.
1: Um. But, yeah, so then – so, after that season, uh, I got – I was traded to the Kansas City uh, T-Bones or the Kansas City Monarchs. And, oh, yeah. yeah, so the Kansas City – I was traded to the Kansas City T-Bones or the Kansas City Monarchs, which was really good for me. Because at this point I was like, all right, I played one year independent ball. I pitched really well. I never got picked up um this is probably it you know like at least i'll get to play close closer to home now um i'll be able to have like family and friends come see me it'll be easier for my uh fiance um and then that's this is when COVID happened so this is 2020 right and COVID happened and that league everybody everybody didn't know if they were going to play i know they played a big league season they didn't play a minor league season you know and so like it actually turned out pretty well for me in in terms that I was, I, able, I was able to play a season and continue to like progress back to where I needed to be. Um, and I played, so I, the T-Bones opted out of the season because of, the, because of COVID. And then um, I, I was drafted by, in this draft by the Winnipeg Gold Eye from Canada, like another Canadian <laughs> team. But because of COVID, they were playing the entire season on the road. So we were living in a hotel. Um, this is the first year my fiance didn't live with me while we were playing because I was living in a hotel. So we were just traveling all across the Midwest playing baseball games. And it was like, it was another good experience. It wasn't quite as, as like awesome and fun as my experience was in Sussex, but I was playing baseball while no one else was pretty much. And that was the most important part, you know?
0: So going back to your Sussex times, like your journey is incredible, but did you find the love of the game? there would you say that was kind of maybe a turning point for you I think <clears throat> yeah you could def- I mean my the love of the game I think I've
1: always had the love of the game I think I think um you 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 realize how fortunate you are to have a, have an affiliation when you play mm-hmm. independent baseball you know like Exactly. we didn't, we didn't have it. We didn't have a trainer all last year. Our, our clubbies <laughs> were, were our, like, were the people that did our laundry and coach, you know, like our third base coach was our, 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 hitting coach. I'm sorry. And our like bench coach were our clubbies. Like they, yeah. they literally grilled our food for us like before and after the games. Like it wasn't like, this was, this operation was not glamorous <laughs> by means. Yeah. You know? Like, there was no way like, Oh, like my back's a little sore. Like, can you just give me some soft tissue? Like there was none of that, you know? And so you you realize, and then you get back to like affiliate ball and you're like, you see all these guys that are like, Oh man, like my back hurts. Oh man, my knee hurts. Like, and you're like, they're in, like they're in getting treatment all day. And you're like, dude, like you got, like at a certain point you either got to figure it out or, or like, it's just going to be a long, long career, you know, Mm -hmm. like you got, you got to be able to just make the adjustments that you need to make and, and, bottom line is if can you go out and play you can go out and play you go play
0: work through that stuff instead of using that as an excuse and really yeah. finding that yeah that makes sense yeah
1: and but like 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 you said I love the game. I think I think that year was one of the most fun experiences I ever had playing baseball um just because it was so relaxed right and 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 like there really was just a lot of things that like happened that you would never see happen in affiliate ball and and I, I'm, there's reasons for that, but, like, <laughs> it is what it is, you know. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the video of the uh, the New Jersey Jackals. Um, like, I think it was last year where there were like, there was some – there was, like, a player went up in the stands and was fighting because they were throwing beer. <laughs> like, I, like I that was one of the that. teams we played. Like, that was one of the crowds that we played against. Like, it was it's, – it's the Wild West of baseball for sure.
2: <laughs> I'm going to – yeah, after this, I'm going to have to find that. That sounds like you know you're mixing like. I don't even know how to explain that, but that sounds like it adds a whole new entertainment level to the game of baseball, having oh, yeah. the fans truly physically part of the game, not just you know there in the spirit and and in um, you know support, but yeah. physically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I,
0: I googled it, so it the highlights show so, uh, players and fans brawl at independent leagues one dollar beer night yeah <laughs> it makes sense <laughs> and throw a beer at sussex county player like that could have easily been you yeah july 16th <laughs> a fracas eruptus i like the word fracas but it shit, different definitely different like baseball different style that makes sense
1: different baseball different definitely different baseball it was just like it was a uh, roll it out and, and may the may the best man win really it was it was what it came down to yeah. like that's
2: the best way to describe it well and so you mentioned that your coaches were also kind of the clubbies so like what was that coaching experience like did you get you know a lot of support and and help ironing things out with your game or was that kind of you know self-driven
1: changes it's definitely it's definitely both you know like i i think that when you're when you're an independent ball like it is it is purely like on you to figure out what's what's gonna help you click you know Cause there's no one sitting there over you telling you like, all right, we're going to run this today, you know, or we're going to, this is where our lift's going to be today. You have to do that all on your own and figure out what works for you, which is huge. Um, luckily that our pitch. We, so our manager in Sussex was our pit was the pitching coach as well, Bobby Jones. And he, I think he was a Rocky actually at one point too, back in the day. Um, but he, it, and like it, his approach to pitching and baseball was as cool as it possibly gets. And and for me, like I'm an older guy now. I just turned 30. Like I think I I appreciate old old school, in terms of like at the end of the day, like if you make a pitch, it doesn't matter what the spin is, what the movement was, what the anything was. Is can can that pitch get an out? You know, and really like any pitch that you throw can get it out if it's in the right place. You know, like you just have to be able to miss barrels. And getting back to the old school and like it just getting out of your head of like all the analytics and all the mechanical adjustments you need to make and, and just focusing instead of just making that, that one pitch, that's going to, that's going to help you in the long run. And that's what he really focused on. So do you think
2: that was kind of the biggest change was, you know, the simplification of baseball? Cause you know, with major, with major league baseball and, and their affiliates, you know, they're trying to make the game very technical if they can. So was that, you know, big for you to just, you know, go back to like your primitive being, you know, playing baseball when you're a kid where there's none of that extra weight in your mind.
1: Yeah. I think that, uh, that's definitely probably where it started. Like, uh, like I, I think mechanically I was still lacking. Um, and that was, that was still holding me back a little bit, but in terms of like the mindset and like the simplification of, of how to attack hitters and, and, not trying to like like be crazy like do do crazy stuff you know that's that's kind of that is where it started for sure
0: so so you've been mentioning mechanics this little mechanics look at my mechanics um throughout this whole thing what is it so when you say that what do you mean by that are you looking at where your hands are being placed and your arm speed as you're going forward your launch like what is it what do you what are you looking at
1: yeah. So, so the mechanical adjustments, it really, for me, um and like, I'll, I'll, I'll always say this, like I've never been a guy that was, had like an elite fastball. I was never throwing a hundred, you know? Um So I've always had to rely on my pitch ability, but um, the, over the last year and really before I signed with the Rockies again last year, like when they like me, I was prepared to go play independent ball for one more year. Um And, I had made mechanical adjustments while playing in like after playing in Venezuela for winter ball. And I, I got with, uh, so this is where I, the facility I work at in Kansas city, it's called premier. We had two, uh, we have three good coaches. We got Shane, Shane Davies, Bob Zimmerman and, and Eric Neeson and Eric Neeson, who's now the um, pitching coordinator for the Houston Astros. And so these between the three of us, we like, we literally sat down and we're like, Hey, listen, like, it's been three years now, like you've been making very minimal adjustments. Like it's time to like, look at the bigger picture with what you're doing, where you're inefficient and how can we make that better? And it was, it was really hard. It was really hard for me to, to make the adjustments. And, and I think that like, I think that the biggest thing, the biggest thing that made it difficult for me was that I had always felt like since 2016, when I pitched well for the pirates, that, my movement is what made me so good. But in reality is in baseball, now you have to be able to throw a certain mile an hour or like, you have to be able to throw at least in like the low nineties, if you Mm -hmm. want to have a chance to pitch in the big leagues, you know? And so I was like, all right, I'm, I'm not going to throw a sinker all this off season. I'm just going to throw four seams and I'm just going to see how hard I can possibly throw. And I'm not, and like, this like, don't get me wrong. Like I know there's a, there's driveline out there. There's the new, uh, tread athletics. And there's all these places that, that focus on like the velo building programs and like throwing the weighted balls. It wasn't like that right. for me, it was purely making sure that like making my arm path a little more compact, you know, I'm not, not necessarily, I mean, it is shorter now, but it's not shorter to where it's like, I look like I'm Giolito or somebody that's just like getting it up here, yeah. you know? I'm mm-hmm. just making sure that my arm. So like for me, a is making sure my arm is at 90 or inside 90 when my front foot gets down. And then the second part is making sure that my torso is behind the midline of my body when my front foot gets down. And then second, the last one is making sure I'm like holding, I'm able to hold load and keep, uh, stay loaded in my glute with my back heel down. Um, as I'm going forward Mm -hmm. and so like those were the three big things that 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 were hard to buy into you know and but I ultimately like I started like you could see it like I could I'll I'll, I can share videos with you guys later where you can be like who the hell is this guy throwing and like (laughs) how are you doing this and I was like I just had to buy into it and I finally I was like I said screw it this is this is the way it's gonna go if I'm gonna have one more chance and luckily i got it got another chance last year with the rockies and um like when i signed last year i had like i had no idea what was going to happen i i felt better than i had ever felt um leading up to the season but that none of that matters until you get in the, in between the lines and 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 you have to get out so that's the that, that ultimately is the only thing that matters mm-hmm. and i was able to do that pretty well last year and and um you know, I'm, I'm back this year and and hopefully I can continue to capitalize on that. But that's like, like you said, you never know until you get in the games.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: So compare your confidence when you're on the mound in 2016 to how it was last year. Like, were you last year kind of in that same frame of mind? Like, Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, really good at this. Like, this is my shit.
1: Like, was that kind of how you were last year? I think, I think um, in 2016, uh, I even kind of relied more on my movement, and, like, I never felt like I could just reach rear back and, and let one eat, and this guy wasn't going to hit me. Last year, because I was able to, like, make these mechanical adjustments where I was throwing just a shade harder, I, my sinker was still sinking, which was – I mean, that's still always going to be my number one weapon. But, like, I was able to have games where, like – you, you just kind of like it's hard to explain because you might face a guy that just tees off on everyone else. And then you get up there and you can just tell he doesn't see you very well, you know, something like I hadn't had that in a while. And I hadn't had like, okay, two strikes. Like I've thrown two good singers. I know if I throw a good slider here, he's got no chance. Like I hadn't had that in a long time. And like, and I think the biggest thing is like you look at strikeout numbers and like swing and miss, like you really can tell, like like the where the stuff is and based on those numbers and and for me last year like you can look at it is very indicative i'm not i'm never i'm also not gonna ever oversell myself like i'm not gonna be the one that thinks that i'm gonna go out there and be invincible you know as soon as i start thinking that then that that's gonna be a bad game for me like i have to go out there and, and understand that i what i need to do and where i need to pitch to be successful and when i can repeat that and do that, and then the ball takes care of itself.
0: We'll do that for you. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> you're you're officially one of our guys. So we will be all the good that you do, we will voice it from the mountains. But, <laughs> but I that that mentality, like you I love that mentality. I was the mentality of the players that we talk to is always cool seeing the differences, but it's always the ones that always stand out to me are like what you just said, kind of the humble, I need to go execute. I need to go do it. I know how to do it consistently and Mm -hmm. making sure my stuff plays and focusing on that. And that's all that it is not worried about who's in the box, not worried about who the next call up is or like, why did this dude get it or not? It's just, what can you do? And what can you handle and go just dominate when you can and do it. And so I just appreciate that kind of mentality, the, uh, let my, let my play speak for itself and you will see it sooner or later.
1: Yeah. I, I I think that you, like you asked me that, that does, that's going back to when I was in Sussex, you know, like I was going out there and pitching well every single time. And I ultimately like, wasn't getting any calls. I wasn't getting picked up and it comes a point where it's just like, like when you're playing minor league baseball, I guarantee you there's you, when you're early in your career, you get so locked up on on oh oh maybe like they somebody just maybe got hurt like ahead of you like maybe you're gonna get called up or maybe like you're not pitching so well oh shoot maybe like they're gonna send me down or something like that and like as soon as you start letting that be like the 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 outcomes that you're focused on like it it just being it's the game is not fun it it's it's very it's just a bad way of approaching. The game of baseball you know like if you can think of it like like realistically like no matter what hitter you're facing whether it's um i don't know barry bonds or like some low like level guy like if you execute a good pitch like you've got a better chance again. getting out maybe Barry Bonds was a bad example but
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> you it was about. The,
1: but point, the point the point yeah, yeah. That, that, that's the point like if, if you if you execute it's always going to be harder for the hitters it's always going to be harder for the hitters and and that's just the nature of the game you know right. so if I can execute a pitch where I want to execute it like if I can do it 10 out of times and and he might get me one of those times but like those are still nine outs you know mm-hmm. like that like that's that's the thing like that like you really just have to focus on the, picks, the pitch execution and and then once that pitch is over you on the next one because you start focusing on like the out, out, outside things and everything else it becomes a like i said a not fun game
0: right and to what you just said i just got done looking at some numbers right a quick little blog piece about minimizing minimizing damage is what i called it and your walk rates and your home run rates were, like, some of the lowest in the system. Um, you don't let people on. You, don't, you didn't give up the long ball, like, hardly at all. And so, like what you just said, just go out and execute an out and out. Whether it's a strikeout or a ground ball or fly ball, like, you got the guy out. And that's, in the end, that's all that matters. You're not letting the free passes on. And you did really good with uh, people on base. You left them out there. Like, I think it was, like, a 76% clip or something which was I think third or fourth in the organization. Like at least the other guys that I had. So like, yeah, you're doing it.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's, that's, those are always recipes for success. Um, but like you, you, I don't know if you have the ability to, but like you look at, at my numbers in 17 with Reno, like that's probably the exact opposite. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you just never know. And obviously like you make, like, if you're able to repeat your pitches better, you're going to have a better chance of doing what you those things that you're saying, like in 17, like I was not repeating anything well. So I wasn't able to repeat my pitches where I needed to make them. And so like, the, like literally, like you can break it down. You can see like when it, like, that's what success looks like from those, those kind of numbers. And then that this is what success doesn't look like. So when you're able to repeat your delivery and, and, consistently execute a pitch then then you're gonna have more success Mm -hmm. yeah
2: however many years it it is down the line that you hang up the spikes do you do you want to be like get into coaching in the future
1: I would love it I I would love to get into coaching um I I feel like one of the things that um baseball lacks right now is um, enough coaches that can marry the old school mindset with the new school understanding of, of, um, of like the, the, the all the technology that's in the game right now. Um, and I've got, I, I feel like because of what I've had to go through, I, I, I know the like, I know the old school mantras very well, but also I understand like, you need to understand what makes you successful. Mm -hmm. once you understand what makes you successful and that's where the numbers come in that's where the metrics come in is like if you look at a guy that that has a very elite pitch and he's only throwing it like a low percentage of the time you're like like this pitch is very very good like you need to throw this pitch more then ultimately then on the other side it's like well it doesn't matter if the pitch is good or bad like you still need to be able to go get out but if you have a really good pitch it's going to help you get more out so like Mm -hmm. that's where that's where you need to like uh kind of combine the two and and it's tough right now right now tough it's it's tough in baseball for in general because you've got a lot of like a lot of older guys that are just you know stick your nose in the ground and 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 grind away and then there's also on the other side you've got organizations that are trying to marry the two like you look at the organizations that do it really well you you can tell you know they're pete mm-hmm. every year and they take guys that are like Huh? like he wasn't very good the last couple of years <laughs> and now he's like one of the best pitchers in baseball like how like how does that make any sense
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh okay like they they got him to do some things that he didn't know he
0: needed to do yeah yeah uh on that like we just talked to jordan pacheco and he your i guess your coach kind of not your coach the hitting coach <laughs> yeah, hitting, hitting so, coach uh, in triple a yeah yeah he just got signed and we just got done talking to him last week and he's he was a journeyman he was up and down he did some indie ball like he played last year and he was pretty much exactly what you just said. Like, he thinks he is going to be successful. He knows he can marry the two, like you just said. He's done the analytics, but he also has gone through some shit. And, like, he can – he feels really confident in his ability to get those two things together, exactly what you just said. And there is something about experience. It plays. Like, it It gives you that extra understanding. You now know what to look at. You now know, all right, Maybe this is just a bad game, or I need to look into it. You, you're able to actually like dive and figure it out. So there is something to that. I hope you go into coaching afterwards down yeah. down the line.
1: Well, I I I think um I, I like to think I've got a
0: few more years in yeah. me. Yeah, so I have I've, plenty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, prime right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're talking. We're talking 10, 15 years down the line. <laughs> <I> gotcha. <you. laughs> um, let's let's. I, we could keep talking, but maybe we'll just ask you to come on again later. Um, let's end this with some good, fun questions. So we always like to end our with some softball questions uh, with our guys. And I did not go to Kansas University's profile. Usually I go to the university profile and see how you answer some. Like, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite movie question? <laughs> I didn't do that today. Um, but what are your thoughts on robo as you are aware, I'm sure AAA. I don't know if that's you... a
1: softball question. No, it's not. <laughs> I, I,
0: I should have said it before. I gave my little speech, right? Um, but yeah, your league, the I don't the High A West is taking on robo once this year.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a pretty big adjustment, I would say. Um, I don't like I we we have this debate literally almost every day at the field. You know, like. Hit, oh, hitters are going to hate it. No, hitters are going to love it. Oh, pitchers are going to hate it. Oh, no, I think the pitchers are going to love it. And you're like, like, I really have no idea. I've heard mixed reviews on everything. Like, I've heard, like, you're you're able to get away with some pitches where you're like, mm, like, that's a weird pitch that shouldn't be called a strike. But now it is a strike. And then there's also, like, like where hitters are not going to like that, you know. But then there's also ones where it's like, okay, like, I can throw a fastball now, like, pretty high and it's a strike but you're not always like trained to hit that pitch you know same thing with the curveball you throw like you could start a curveball the guy's head if it just nicks the top of the zone it's a strike you know but then obviously like you're not ever really trying to throw that pitch so like you're trying to locate the corners where the corners are obviously going to be a lot tighter this year I think that what it bums it bums me out um the robo-humps because one of the things that I love in baseball, one of the nuances of baseball is having a catcher that is just so good with his glove that he's, he's able to steal strikes. And I Mm -hmm. think that's part of the game that it, I don't know. I like the, those catchers who uh, we can all agree that catching is one of the positions where you really don't have to hit very well. And this is going to turn catching into like it's going to get rid of the finer points of catching. You know, those guys who are really good at stealing strikes are just going to go by the wayside. And it's just going to be a guy who can literally knock the ball down and throw a guy out. And, but if he hits really well, then it doesn't really matter what he's like catching. And so that's a bummer. Uh, Mm -hmm. That is a bummer. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I can, I can, I can give you guys an update once the season starts to let you know how it goes. But, i'm not i'm not overly worried about it like i i I rely on guys putting the ball in play and we contact so if if i can just fill up the zone still and and have them swing then that'll be good
0: Mm
1: -hmm. well ironically we had just talked about
2: jordan pacheco and last year he was like the poster child for anti robo arms. not that he was campaigning but there was a clip um, sometime last season where he gets a, a low and away I think it was a breaking ball low and away, probably missed outside probably a little low but apparently it clipped the the robo zone on for strike three and that just went so viral and it everyone's like we cannot do this because <laughs> you watch the clip and you're like that's nowhere near a strike but you know
1: yeah it's gonna be, like I said it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an interesting. Especially with like the, these guys at the higher levels, you know, like the the guys with big league time who are normally playing in AAA that are like fringe big leaders, like it's gonna like they 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 might not like it, you know, or they might love it. I don't know. Like I wish I I wish I knew.
0: Yeah, that's that's the weird part about it. Like there's absolutely no way robo ums are making the MLB. Like as crazy as. This is my words. As crazy as Monfred man- 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 is, there's no way. There's just absolutely no way it makes it. So why are they messing around with it? And I think it's dumb.
1: And- I would like to think that, but
0: yeah, <laughs> you
1: know, we don't really know what's going on. with no. this boy.
0: His, his mind is crazy. Anyway, we're not going down that road. Fun questions. That's what we're talking about, Frank. Come on, man. <laughs> um, What was your go-to favorite snack on that road trip to Arizona? That was fun Ooh. to follow, by the way. This was
1: actually, yeah. So I had a lot of people drop in with the suggestions, which I appreciated. Um, I'm a big, I'm a big, I love, they're called trolley eggs. They're, I, I know they're kind of weird, but I posted a picture of them on my story, but um, they're like gummy worms, but they're in like little egg forms. And then like they're like the, the shell is like hard, but they're still chewy. So I don't know why I, I really like those. They're kind of like a uh, sweet tarts a little bit. Um so I like that. And then I got hooked on the pizza combos. Um, <laughs> one of uh, My buddy, Car- our Carl Kaufman, one of our pitchers, he sent me that I needed to try pizza combos. So we tried pizza combos. Um, and I think we really liked the garlic, the garlic ones. Um, so those were good. Did you try uh, all the flavors? Uh, we tried garlic and, and pepperoni. There's something just a little off about pepperoni.
0: It's not real pepperoni. Yeah, it's real not, pepperoni.
1: but it's not even like meat though. Like that's that's the kind of <laughs> that, that kind of got me a little bit. But then we had some takis. So, so some of uh, the people uh, that I played with in Mexico told me to try some takis. Those are huge in Mexico. And those are really
0: good. They're huge in a middle school classroom too. Oh my <laughs> <God. those things. laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> they got the new blue ones. They got blue powder everywhere. It's absolutely nuts. um
2: next next softball question you a kansas basketball fan or you know mostly a baseball guy when you were there
1: no i i am a diehard ku basketball fan i love uh i love the ku basketball team i've gotten very spoiled with the basketball teams (laughs) that i cheer for because i i'm a big warrior fan too so Uh, i've got the warriors and ku and that's those are all the basketball teams i need um 'Cause they're both really good, but definitely K U basketball. KU football is tough. Uh, every, it's always been <laughs> tough.
2: definitely. So, and I'm a I'm a diehard KU basketball fan as well. My brother went there for a couple of years. And so I was okay, like, cool. this is a great reason to latch on to like a royal athletic program. And you know, I watch every game to this day. So Yeah.
1: They're fun. I, I really I, I I think we're pretty deep this year. So hopefully we'll be able to make a run.
2: Yeah, I hope that, you know, the post-play can stay consistent. I feel like that's just always what holds the, these these recent teams back, at least, is, like, can, you know, David McCormick stay on the, the court and not turn the ball over, like, eight times, or he's, like, clapping the ball or whatever. But, yeah, don't want to get yeah. too deep into basketball talk
1: right now. Oh no, that's, that's fine. That's fine. I, I, I love basketball. Yeah.
0: Are, are they good this year? I have not followed it at all. I don't yeah, do they've
1: been in, They've been top ten pretty much the yeah. whole year. yeah. Okay. And and you know there's I'm no first place the Big Twelve still. Yeah, I think they're running
2: away with the Big Twelve. There's no real runaway team in college basketball this year. You know, you have Gonzaga and Auburn who are really good, but it's like it's it's anyone's game. So yeah. it's going to be fun in March.
0: March Madness. All right. Hopefully.
2: Well, I guess one more one more Kansas connection. Are you are you familiar with Blake Goldsberry?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. You know, I don't know what it is about the Rockies, but we, they really like us. <laughs> yeah. Us Jayhawks. And, you know, actually I, like, I kind of, I don't know if this is true, but like Chris Forbes, our farm director was a Jayhawk. He, he played at KU. Mm-hmm. So there's ties all the way back to that. But I mean, yeah, we've had, like we, I think Blake pitched really well last year. So that was cool to see. Wow. Um, I got to play with Matt McLaughlin, who I never played with at mm-hmm. KU, but he was, he went to KU. So that was fun. Um. So just to see some of those guys, uh, you know, like it's always good to get your, your
0: your old college alum
1: to see him in the pros is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Goldie is one of our guys also. Nice. It's, yeah, he was fun. He's a fun guy. Good old Blake. Yeah, he's a big Kansas fan too. He he went on record saying that they were going to win the championship, didn't he? Yeah. He this did. year? Yeah. Last he's, year. It was last year. Was it last year? Yeah
2: i'm I'm trying to remember no because
0: it was after the it was after the start it was that was mid-season so he was calling it for twenty two march twenty two okay, i guess I remembered it being that they were like top of the
2: rankings and it was like, are they gonna do it um but maybe my timeline's off yeah they i
1: mean i, I they got a good team this year they Definitely. do they got a really okay. good team this year. So I think they could do it, but like March Madness is exactly why it's named that because you never
0: know. It is. It is. It is pretty fun to watch. I will watch the tournament. That's it though. <laughs> <laughs> um, we started with golf questions. We're going to end it with a golf question. According to your socials, you are heavy into golf. It looks like you're your side, your side girlfriend out there. Um, what is your favorite golf shot?
1: My favorite golf shot? Yeah. Like, do you like do you chip mean? it on? Like a,
0: do you like to drive oh, it? Okay. Do you have do you have a good golf shot? that you like just recall? I
1: am I like I, I am a I love golf. Golf doesn't love me, so that's the that's <laughs> the best way to that that relationship. Um, I, I like to putt. You know, I I think I think anytime I'm playing with with people, I like I make I can make some big putts, which is fun. Um, I I've just gotten a little bit better with my driver. Um but my, my wedges still need to work. You know, it's like it's one of those things. I, I like to, like, if you can sink, like, a pretty, like, like a 10, 15-footer with a little bit of movement, a little bit of swing, I think that's that's always fun. And I always try to walk them in. If you're not yeah. walking them in when you know they're going in, then it takes all the fun out of it. I try to Kevin Nah every single one. I hit it. I'm walking right after it. It's like I know it's going in. Because if it goes in, then it, then it looks sick. But if it doesn't, yeah. you're like, right? I, I, knew it was, I knew it wasn't
0: going in, so I was walking after it. I was just trying to stop it before it went down the hill more. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually my goal. Uh, I forgot this question. This is the last one I promise. And then we'll get you out of no, here. Um, uh, what is your like your favorite all time personal baseball moment? So like when you just were like you're at the peak of your performance or like that one baseball moment that you just will never ever forget and just kind of gives you good feely vibes. That's a that's a good that's a good good question.
1: I Thank think there's been, there's there's been a few um, they're all it's all tough cuz like there's like you you have different like um when you're at different levels in your baseball career you never know like when when the next like when you're something out when the new one's going to take over I think I think I I can rank them by college so when I was in college um I I had a game against K-State my senior year where I think we had won, I think we had won like six uh, big 12 games in a row. And I was a Sunday starter and we went into K State needing to like needing to win or sweep them and stuff. And I got the ball on Sunday and we and I threw a complete game. I think I had 130 pitches and like swept them. <laughs> um, in my professional career, I threw a no hitter while I was in Sussex, which was pretty cool.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I, I, it was even, I think it was a Maddox too. I think I threw like 89 pitches oh, and wow. nine, eight, no hitter, which that was as cool as like, I remember that very well. Cause like, I made my last pitch, like there's kind of like starting to rain a little bit and like gray played at like my third base and throw him out. And I, like, that was insane to throw a no hitter is just crazy. That's, um, that's sweet. Yeah. Uh, and then I think in, in my professional career, when I like, getting the opportunity to play in the triple a all-star game yeah we're coming coming from being a senior sign and and not a high round pick and like getting to like i think i i think i i, I threw one inning it was in charlotte which is an aw- awesome place to go to a baseball game if you go to charlotte go to a charlotte knights game hmm. um but i think i threw like i think i had like a seven or eight pitch inning and i got out of there and i was like Phew, that was fun like <laughs> that was fun <laughs> That was that was a good way to good way to get in get out.
0: Yeah, that's sweet. Do you remember anybody you faced?
1: Um, I don't know. I Travis Tyrone was a uh triple A AAA guy for the Mets who was in that league. Um, he had he had a lot of pop. Um, shoot, I. Oh, other than that, I can't remember i don't think there was any there were i didn't face any like big big league names they okay. guy, the but i will i will say the guy the starter for us was jose Barrios, oh, which nice. is pretty
0: cool yeah
1: yeah, so that was pretty cool and then judge judge and um get our Gary sanchez was on that team too that was cool, <laughs> That's but judge cool. hurt his knee so he he didn't go he always hurt. But it was it, it, it was it was cool. That was an unbelievable experience. So that that's got to be up there for me too.
0: I love that. Those are great stories. Yeah, the Maddox hitter. I get, like the way you pictured you were describing it. I can just see it. That's pretty cool. Love it. Uh Frank. Thanks for hanging out, man. Uh, this was fun. Yeah, you're awesome, dude.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. It was it was fun talking about baseball. I love baseball.
0: So. Yeah. we'll we'll catch Talk up later. On. Hopefully, yeah, we'll get more more thoughts on those robo and (laughs) we'll go from there but we're we're ruined for you we'll do all the publicity for you we got you all right i appreciate it i appreciate you guys you guys have a good one have a good night good night Frank. take care frank thank you for watching and listening please check out our link tree for more content